You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up and War Eagle to the War Report family. It's your guy Ike Jones and we are back with another morning drop. Today we are going to dig a little bit more into the proposed, uh, I guess they could say rumored hire. I don't think it's official on paper yet, but Charles Kelly's supposed to be headed to the Plains, man. Y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on him. You are you now, now listening, listening to, to the War Report. Morning drop. It is Monday, January the 1st, and that means we are in a new year. Happy New Year to everybody out there. Uh, Before we get into the conversation, uh, we definitely need to have you all do the necessary. That is sharing the video out there on social media. We appreciate everybody who continues to get the word out there about the war report. Please make sure you give us a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Uh, But let's get into the conversation. Um... Charles Kelly is rumored to be the new co-defensive coordinator for Auburn. Before we start talking about Charles Kelly, we do need to talk about a little bit more the departure of coach Wesley McGriff, um, because that's basically what made way for Charles Kelly to have a spot on this defensive staff. Uh, For those that have not heard, we talked a little bit about this yesterday on the weekend tailgate, but want to get into it a little bit more. Uh, Wesley McGriff is rumored to be taking a spot as the secondaries coach over at Texas A&M for the upcoming season. Uh, This previous season, he was at Auburn as the uh, secondary coach here. Uh, But he is rumored to be moving on over to Texas A&M. And, you know, Wesley McGriff was a popular guy in the locker room. There were some things that were happening behind the scenes that we won't really get into uh, that put a strain on the relationship at Auburn and he eventually decided that, you know, an off this field role was what he would prefer to do to end the season last year and uh, eventually decided, Hey, let let me just go somewhere else and, and be a little bit more satisfied with what I've got going on uh, from my, my job standpoint. I do think that Wesley McGriff uh, did an admirable job while here. He is a, extremely talented coach in that was his I believe second stint at Auburn and uh, each time he comes he comes with a lot of fanfare uh, but it doesn't seem to last very long and um, he's a guy who I think wanted to be in Auburn long term but it just wasn't the right fit for him is in terms of what's happening in the locker room and and trying to figure out what a culture fit is for Coach Hugh Freeze and this staff. And that's an important thing. We've talked a little bit about culture and how uh, it plays into championship environments. And the culture in the locker room at Auburn has some work that it has to do. And we've heard this, you know, we talked about, again, talked about this a little bit yesterday. We've heard this from players and coaches about there needing to be a cultural reset at Auburn. And it seems as if we've gone down this path um, with the last two coaching staffs about talking about resetting the culture. When Coach Harson got in here, that was one of the major things that he talked about, about needing to reset the culture. And there's just the, the, the locker room culture not being where it needed to be. You know, he comes in six and seven seasons, six and six regular season, loses the bowl game, the Birmingham Bowl to Houston. Coach Hugh Freeze comes in talking about needing to reset the culture and and getting, you know, the selfish uh, mentalities out of the locker room. Six and six regular season, 
loses the bowl game. And, you know, Auburn right now is kind of spinning their wheels trying to figure this thing out. And I think uh, Coach Crime, um, just from a cultural standpoint, did not mesh well with uh, some of the other coaches there in the locker room. And that's not, this is not an indictment on Coach Crime. I mean, just because something doesn't fit doesn't mean that the person who, um, who is leaving is an issue. So I, I don't mean this to, to say that I feel like a crime was an issue in the locker room because that's not it at all. But when certain things don't fit, you've got to find uh, some sort of formula that fits well together. And so enter in the new coach who will be coming in to coach secondary. And that is going to be Charles Kelly, who is a former Auburn player and um, you know, he is a renowned coach around college football when the coaching search ended last season with Coach Hugh Freeze, he was one of the names that uh, came up. You know, we talked about him a little bit on this show about potentially being the defensive coordinator before he eventually landed at Colorado as the defensive coordinator. But Charles Kelly was a big name in a lot of the coaching searches that were happening for the D.C. spots that were available all over the country. Again, uh, before he ended up being in Colorado and it seems as if this is a place he wanted to be, right? Like when it was time for him to move on from his previous job at Alabama, he wanted to be at Auburn because he played at Auburn in his collegiate career. And so this is, I think, a move that is going to be a good fit. I mean, I thought that Coach Crime was going to be a good fit. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting, I think, to see how – this plays into all of these things because, and we go back to talking about culture. I think one of the things that needs to happen with the culture of Auburn is the presence of coach Hugh freeze a little bit more in this locker room to help set that culture. And maybe the move to bring in someone like Charles Kelly will help him feel like he doesn't need to be as heavy handed in the recruiting and he can be more involved in setting that culture in the locker room and being present to help with the offense and and getting the play calling together. I do understand that Charles Kelly is a defensive guy, but he is an excellent recruiter. When you talk about the resume of Charles Kelly, uh, he's supposed to be coming in as the co-defensive coordinator. Um, Co-DC makes me feel as if, you know, Ron Roberts is still going to be in place. I know a lot of Auburn fans uh, that are out there on, on social media are calling for the departure of both the offensive and defensive coordinators based upon how Auburn's offense was from the vast majority of the season and how Auburn's defense finished the season. Uh, There are a lot of people who are disenchanted with the idea of Ron Roberts, but bringing in Charles Kelly as a co-DC makes me feel as if Ron Roberts is safe for the time being to, to still be at the Auburn at the helm of the Auburn defense, which, you know, look, I am not amongst those people who feel as if Ron Roberts did not do a good job this season as far as calling defenses. Now he had some glaring issues, right? Like, let's be clear. Uh, you know, we're not going to get into them uh, in depth, but you can just say fourth and 31 and understand what that means that there are some glaring issues that need to get corrected in some of the play calling. Uh, but there's just were philosophical differences between Ron Roberts and uh, crime as to how they wanted to coach uh, players and call defenses. So hopefully it's a better fit with Charles Kelly as his co DC. Um, 
And we'll see what that means as far as the input that Charles Kelly will be allowed to have in the defensive philosophy and the play calling for the defense. But uh, supposed to be coming on board with Auburn as the co-defensive coordinator. Most recently, he was the defensive coordinator and safeties coach for uh, Colorado University, leaving the the program after one year in that stint. Again, I, I think that this is just more indicative of the fact that he really wanted to be at Auburn before. Um, they just didn't have the right opportunities lined up at the time. Uh, but hopefully it works out this time around. Uh, he was named in uh, earlier in 2023, around February of 2023 by 247 as the recruiter of the year and has been a top five recruiter nationally for the last few seasons. So again, the recruiting prowess is going to be a big feather in the cap of uh, Coach Kelly coming in to be a part of this staff. And again, hopefully it gets you to a place where you feel more comfortable as Coach Freeze in handing over uh, some of the recruiting duties to some of the staff so that he can focus in on the offense because I believe that that's kind of the secret sauce of what's going to unlock Auburn for the future is finding a way to get this offense going. If the defense can hold serve, can it continue to be what it is despite some of the deficiencies that you see in the defense from time to time? If you get more contributions from your offense and your offense is scoring in the 30s at least, uh, your defense doesn't feel like it has to come in there and be heroic all the time. You have an opportunity to be a little bit more successful on the field. So hopefully the hire of Charles Kelly, again, as a guy who is named as one of the best recruiters in college football in the previous season, top five recruiter in the previous couple of seasons, he can come in and help to stabilize a recruiting organization that will allow Coach Hugh Freeze. You've already, you still have Coach Etheridge on staff as of right now, so you've got an excellent recruiter with him. Trevon Reed is still on your staff uh, for recruiting. So you have some excellent recruiters, you know, maybe after one year of putting that recruiting organization together and them seeing how he wants to do go about things, uh, he can step away from that and, you know, get that engine going. Because let's be clear, it absolutely needed to happen. Auburn needed to get stable footing and a head start or a kickstart on what was uh, a recruiting organization that had not been making any waves in the SEC. So maybe Coach Freeze now having had his uh, opportunity to get that going can redirect his focus on all of this talent that he was able to procure through his immense efforts in recruiting in season two here on the Plains to be able to get the offense going now. And then, you know, he can step back in year three and manage both of those organizations after he's gotten a firm footing in recruiting to get that jump started with more talent Then year two, get it jump started on the offensive side. And then now stepping up and really being that CEO head coach that can allow those two things to exist. And then he keep his hand in both of those without feeling like he needs to be too heavy handed in either of them. That's a sincere hope. I don't know if that's what the plan is, but that plan would make a lot of sense to me Uh, for all of the shortcomings that you feel like this staff might've had in this last season. You can see the development of a plan and we'll see if that plan pays off, but more on coach Kelly here, of course, he was at um, he was at that school across the state for a little while as the assistant defensive coordinator uh, and safeties coach. Uh, so has been a part of championship pedigree in that way as a, a part of the coaching staff, as well as he was on the Florida State staff in 2013, uh, that team 
that went on to win the national championship. He was a part of that staff as well as a special teams and linebacker coach. So he has a lot of experience at different places as far as in in the secondary with linebackers and with special teams. So he's going to be able to bring a lot of on the field coaching experience as well to the locker room, not just as a recruiter, as if being a recruiter, just a recruiter is is a bad thing but he's he's going to be able to help out in an immense way with procuring talent just quickly uh and i pinned this comment to the comment section if you look on 247 and you list it lists the all-time recruits that charles kelly has been a primary or secondary recruiter and you just go down this list you see you know his his fingerprint on the current team that is there playing for um the college football playoff uh guys like caleb down um Cormani McLean over at Colorado right now, five stars. Um, he was the primary recruiter for both of those young men. So you're seeing some very talented defensive backs that were, um, he was primary recruiter on. Will Anderson was primary recruiter there. James Smith and Quay Rousseau, um, both guys that were heavily recruited um, by Auburn a couple of years ago, eventually decided to go to the team across the state. He was the primary recruiter for both of those young men. And the list goes on. I could just sit here and list four and five star recruits that he has uh, had a hand as being the primary recruiter of um, over the last couple of seasons. Uh, So you can see, again, his fingerprint on a lot of the talented defensive players that are are on that team and uh, and in Colorado right now. So um, looking forward to seeing him be able to bring that kind of four and five star talent to the Plains uh, in the next couple of years. So uh, there's a lot to look forward to in uh, Charles Kelly being on staff at Auburn. It's going to be interesting again to see how this plays out as far as the day-to-day coaching goes for defensive game plans and the preparation of what is going to be a young defensive secondary now with losing the likes of Jalen Simpson, DJ James, and Nehemiah Pritchett. Um, I think that that defensive secondary has a ton of talent in it, but it's going to be interesting to see how this talent is able to be developed uh, under the tutelage of Charles Kelly and Coach Etheridge um, as the defensive secondary coaches right now. But absolutely a good move by Coach Hugh Freeze for this staff. Want to look for... to to you guys to see what your thoughts on again we talked about this a little bit yesterday but did want to drill down into this more specifically today and definitely want to hear what you all have to say war report family you are listening to the morning drop where we talk about the most recent and relevant auburn sports news we broadcast live from the war reports youtube channel on monday tuesday wednesday and friday mornings at 10 a.m eastern 9 central time You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. Get over here into the comment section and see what you all have to say. Definitely appreciate you all spending a New Year's Day with your guy Ike Jones over here on the War Report. Uh, a lot of, uh, I don't even know what the word to say uh, for what is happening in the fan base right now. Panic is not the right word because I think that there's some justifiable anger out there about how the season ended. Uh, but I think that there's a lot of great things to look forward to in the future without even being too sunshine pumpy or trying to 
um, make yourself feel better. There are some definite positives that are headed in the direction of this Auburn football team coming up here. Um, I'll start it off with Kyle Sweat, who kind of amplifies uh, some of the thoughts that I'm talking about. It says, still hurts. That performance on Saturday was so pathetic. I hate it for the guys that put in the work and came away empty-handed. Just too many looked as if they weren't interested in fighting. Definitely was a a subpar effort to start the game, particularly on defense. Um, I just didn't feel like the, 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 the defense tackled very well early in the game. They were misaligned. Um, and when you put yourself in a hole that's significant, uh, it's difficult to come back out there and, and fight for anything um, as a team. You just kind of feel deflated. But I do like the effort that the defense put into stabilizing the ship to try to give the offense their opportunities. The issue is the offense never really came along to help in the process. And this is going to be the big challenge for coach Hugh freeze in season two is figuring out how to kickstart this offense because the offense did absolutely nothing to help the defense for the vast majority of the season. Um, we talked about the lack of playmakers, the lack of offensive line. Uh, those things are going to need to be addressed in the off season. And I think that they've done an admirable job as far as freshmen coming in to try to help with that. But they've got a big decision coming up at quarterback as to how they're either going to better equip Peyton Thorne to be the guy or find someone who is going to be able to be the guy in his stead. So looking forward to um, seeing how they address that issue. Kyle Sweat jumps back in and says Charles Kelly is a monster hire for just just for recruiting alone. He absolutely is a monster hire and looking forward to seeing how he is able to help with the recruiting organization. Uh, P. Pass says Ron Roberts did as good as anticipated. Remember, we lost three of our defensive in, uh, defensive ends from 2022. Definitely had an uphill battle when it comes to the loss of uh, the talent that we had along the defensive front. Uh, but I think we had some admirable uh, people step up along that defensive front. The loss of Marcus Harris this season is going to be felt, and I think that that is going to be a big thing that the coaching staff is going to focus on is how do we replace the productivity at an at a spot that was already thought to be thin. That defensive front needs to come a long way, particularly in our ability to rush the passer. But um, with your primary guy who was able to be kind of a stalwart in the run stopping on the defensive front, you need to figure out how to replace him. So uh, looking forward to seeing how that um, progresses over the next however many months between now and the fall camp when the the roster is going to be solidified. I would say spring, but there is still going to be a lot of changes between now and the end of spring. So really between now and fall camp, this team has a lot of uh things that need to materialize as far as who is going to be on this football team and who are going to be the major people contributing to the success of the football team. Eugenia uh, Akira says, will Charles Kelly take over special teams coordination potentially? I guess that's a potential. Again, he has that in his pedigree and his background. Um, he is as a co-DC, I think it would make a lot of sense for him to be co-defensive coordinator and uh, special teams coach. Right. Uh, and then that would allow for um, you to have a singular voice on the defensive backfield in both the safeties and uh, and corners um, with uh, with with Coach Etheridge. And then 
with that being the case, I think that would make him a little bit more satisfied with what his position is on the team as far as, you know, him having the entire defensive backfield as a portion part uh, as a as um as opposed to just a portion of that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that there are still a lot of things left to be ironed out as to exactly how Coach Kelly is going to be contributing to the on the field coaching duties in this next season. Uh, Jordan Martin asked, do you feel like Zach should get the tag co-DC, especially as uh, long as he's been an Auburn man and try to keep him as long as you can? Uh, I mean, I don't know that you can put two co-defensive coordinators um, out there. So that's what, you know, just kind of reiterating what I was just saying as far as, you know, giving him the entirety of the defensive backfield again, as opposed to him just having the, um, the cornerbacks or the outside corners or whatever, and, and he'll have, or safeties. I think he actually, excuse me, he was the safeties coach last year. So instead of him just having safeties, uh, he'd have the entire defensive backfield again. I think that that would be a good move to help reward him and allow him to have an opportunity to um, advance his resume a little bit more with some of the players that are here. So again, I'm not 100% sure how that's going to work out, but uh, as people start to report on this, we will definitely give our thoughts on that. Uh, let's see. Benji uh, G3 says, we obviously have trouble in the locker room. It's got to change, man. Keep no showing on these B teams. I, I mean, I wouldn't call Maryland the B team, but I would say that Maryland is a team that was beatable. Um, they had some pretty major issues Um during the season, even with their starting uh, quarterback, and they were playing their backup quarterbacks, and Auburn uh, just did not show up, right? So, to your point, a, a no show versus any team. I mean, I don't even, I don't care. A no show versus uh, LSU, Bama, Georgia. I don't want to watch a football team that's not showing up, regardless of uh, what the the stature or the expectation is across the football uh, on the other team I just want Auburn to show up for every game uh, but it definitely feels a little bit more disappointing when you expect Auburn to play well and they don't in those scenarios particularly against teams that you feel like those are winnable scenarios um, it, it makes it feel crazy when you hear so much about a talent gap I don't think that there's a significant talent gap between Auburn and Maryland right uh, for either team so there's no reason that you should lose in such a demoralizing way uh so so auburn definitely has a lot of work to do to find a a recipe to get 22 or 33 or however many guys are going to play in a regular rotation that are going to show up every single Saturday and give maximum effort and that maximum, not just maximum effort, because I don't want to make it seem like guys weren't playing hard, but a, a well-prepared and maxed out effort, right? Like, you know where you're supposed to be and then you're doing that job to the max of your abilities. Um, and I think if you, you have that for 12 games, then you have a much better record than what you had this season. Better preparation and better effort is going to be the way that Auburn's going to get to victories, not just better talent. Um, talent definitely needs to improve in certain spaces, but um, you know, I will, I will die on the hill that I don't believe that talent was the major issue for Auburn this season. I think that, um, there was a lack of preparation, and I think that there was a lack of consistent effort across the board for four quarters. So 
there's a lot of things that need to change at Auburn, and I think that that's the 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 primary one for next season. Now that you are closing, you haven't closed by any means the talent gap, but now that you are closing the talent gap and you've gotten, as I said before, uh, your recruiting organization moving in the right direction, now you've got to figure out this preparation and effort portion. And so that, again, I think that that is going to be the hallmark of what season two is going to be about for Coach Hugh Freeze. How does he fix that? Um, And if he's able to do that, then you're going to see regardless of what people feel about the talent level at quarterback or at receiver, at offensive line, if you fix those two issues, you'll see an 8-9-10 win season uh, for Auburn next year just because you're able to get some of those near misses that you had last year and you don't have the colossal collapse in games that you're supposed to win from a talent perspective. So again, you get the near misses and you get the uh, the ones that you're supposed to win, the pay, the buy games that you have out there, you're going to have a good season. Uh, but that's going to come with four quarters of effort and better preparation from all parties involved. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that pans out. All right. Uh, that's all I have for you guys today. We will definitely be back and talk a lot more football as the week progresses. I got a lot of film that we got to get into during the offseason. But I appreciate you guys dropping in with me as always on the morning drop here like the video before you get out of here subscribe to the channel share the content with somebody if you're out there on podcast please give us that five-star review i'll be back at you all with another morning drop tomorrow until then and as always war eagle drop